Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Beijing Bound. I'm Michael. I'm John. And in this episode, we hear from another earth-shattering, groundbreaking British Paralympian who's made more history in the mountains north of Beijing. Ollie Hill has become the first British snowboarder to ever win a medal at the Winter Paralympics. The 32-year-old, who lost a leg in a car crash in 2018, grabbed bronze in the bank slalom on his Paralympic debut. I would sum up today as a pretty good day. <laughs> nice and British, nice and modest. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked, man. Uh, the experience in its whole, just being here, being part of like Great Britain, representing my country has been, has been amazing to, to be able to come away with a medal and apparently come away with Britain's first medal in, in para snowboard. Sick, mate. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's talk about that because that's history and it's never going to be taken away from you. Apparently so. But then do you know what? Um, To me, like, to me, it wasn't it wasn't about that. You know, like I, I just wanted to come and do the best that I could. And obviously for me, selfishly, I just wanted to come away just a enjoying the experience. And then I knew that this was an event that I could be quite good at. And so to kind of pull it out the bag, to have all those things come into play today, um, what can I say? I'm just, yeah, I'm over the moon. <laughs> How key was that first run? Because that really set, set you up for this bronze medal effectively. Oh, 100%. So um, we'd had two days training on this course uh, yesterday and the day before. The conditions had been a lot different till today. So it'd been quite sunny, quite warm. We'd had kind of like two, two and a half hours of training on the courses and uh, on the course in the last couple of days. And, you know, the difference from the first run in the morning when it's icy, when it's very quite hard packed, you can kind of push against the snow to, to gather speed, to gain momentum. Um, we knew was going to be quite important today. Anyway, we woke up this morning and the sun had gone, the gray clouds were in, it was really cold. It was really windy. So we knew it was still an important thing to do. Uh, if anything more, just from a mental point of view, 
and making sure that, you know, you're in a really good position to not over push on your second run and try too hard. Cause like they say, if you try too hard, sometimes then you end up being slow. You've got to be kind of like, like the tortoise, you know, slow and steady wins the race kind of thing, nice and smooth. So, um, I kind of had a good feeling going down on my first run that it was, it was a good run, but you know, there's, there's at least 10 guys in my category that, that could pull out of the bag on any given moment. So to kind of come from the end of the first run and be sat in third, like I was kind of like, Oh, maybe I'm, I'm actually praying the sun to come out, you know, <laughs> like sun, come and make it slow for everyone. But you know, at the same time, I wanted to try and win a gold. So I don't want to wish that away too much. Um, having said that, the rest of the categories that that went afterwards for their second runs, it was really hit and miss. Like some of the people were improving on their first run time. Some of the people were going slower and it was just completely random. So I was, I was kind of on a knife edge up until literally the point where my coaches told me at the top before I dropped in, like, you've got a medal dude, like sick, you know, well done. Uh, obviously we're still trying to push to, to improve. So um, at least that took the pressure off. And, you know, at the end of the day, if I'd gone too hard and I'd crash, I'd, yeah. Oh, well, you know, if I'd done that on my first run, I'd have all the pressure on me to try and pull something out of the bag for my second run. So just to kind of do that in itself was, was, yeah, it was a good feeling to have dropping into my second run. Unfortunately, the snow had got a little bit different by then. So, um, I tried my best. And as soon as I started to really push against the snow, I could feel it kind of like breaking away. And it was, you know, you could feel yourself sort of slowing down. So I just kind of had to just chill a little bit and, and crack on, you know, I wonder, Ollie, whether that second run, knowing that you had the bronze medal at least, was it like a hall pass? Was it actually, I could just go and enjoy this? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, because, you know, you're like, they always say, like, when you're, when you're, when you're having fun and when you're relaxed, you're going to ride at your best. You know, if you're on an edge and you're a little bit twitchy with things, then you're going to potentially make mistakes that you wouldn't normally make. So, you know, to know that I had that in the bag was was like literally the best feeling i think i've ever had in my life right but at the same time i knew that everyone else was riding effectively the course was running a bit slower so i was like right i'm still going to push for a gold you know i'm still going to push for a silver but hey if i if i mess it up i mess it up you know it's not the worst thing that's happened (laughs) so you've probably spent the last hour talking to people like me more importantly have you spoken to your mum dad and sisters back in reading not quite yet. So I came straight from the podium thingy ceremony. So we've actually got like the real ones tomorrow where we get our medals. But for the minute, we had like the one on the course. I got straight into anti-doping. I had to go and put some wee in a jar. So I've done that bit for them. Um, and then I literally, because that was, it's not unexpected, but it's not something you know that it's going to happen until you get you, you get pulled. So that was probably an hour, hour and a half doing that. And then I knew I had stuff lined up because obviously everyone was telling me. So I've spoken to like my sisters and my dad and my mom and all the other friends and people, special people at home in, in text and whatever. But I was like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. Cause they're like, Oh, I just want to speak to you. And I'm like, Oh, I'm really sorry. I can't, I, I literally can't do it right now. You know? So but they know, they know what the crack is and uh, they, they like, I'm, I'll be here tomorrow. So I ain't going anywhere. So um, this is your Paralympic debut because four years ago, you would not have imagined being in the Paralympics because no. your, your accident hadn't happened. No, exactly. It. Yeah. I had a, I had a car accident in December, 2018. I lost my leg physically in the accident in itself. So my leg was hanging off. Well, it wasn't even hanging off. It was off 
for a while. Um, and then when I was in hospital, I basically, I had a friend of mine who I used to race motorbikes with, who was a double baloney amputee names, Murray Hambro, my G anyway. Um, he kind of gave me all the inspiration that I needed in the first place to know that you can still go and do all this sort of stuff, you know? And the, one of the things he said to me was literally just like, it doesn't matter if it takes like a year or it takes 10 years, you know, you'll be fine. You know, you're that, you, you want that sort of stuff in life. You've got that kind of determination to do what you want to do. So he's like, just don't worry about the time process in it. Like it will take however long it takes. So I feel like I was very blessed in the first place. Cause I don't think many people know amputees and the, you know, it's not something that's very common. Um, and so just to have that little, little edge on things, it makes a whole difference to your outlook on life and what you need to do to just, you know, recoup, reset and, and, and crack on with, you know, just doing what you want to do. And, um, and I chose to do this and I chose as a mission to kind of get into snowboarding and, and, and get, you know, get on this team. Um, I was sat in hospital, you know, literally three and a half months, not even three and a half, three and a half years ago three years and four months or something like that i sat in hospital with my leg off just like what am i going to do and i looked up snowboarding i've seen what some of the guys were doing um i was supposed to be on a snowboarding holiday three days after my accident which obviously didn't happen and so realistically like i came across uh, owen and jbm who are two of my teammates and seen what they were doing and saw that britain was just being represented in in the para snowboarding world so i was just like right let's let's just go and give that a crack and yeah Three and a bit years later, here we are with a well, with a medal, right? <laughs> two two more two more questions for for no you. Worries. You mentioned James and Owen. What will this mean for British para snowboarding? Your medal, that what will it mean moving forward? Difficult question. Like in some ways, uh, like all of us, regard like any one of us could have done a good job. Like could have could have done it today, you know, and. They those guys work so hard. They work just as hard as I do. You know, it just happened to 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 fall my way today. I think for us in terms of para snowboarding, it gives people the opportunity in England to understand that, like, just because we're not a winter country and just because we don't have loads of mountains and loads of snow, that it doesn't mean to say that we can't do things. And there's such a great um, there's such a great organization, GB Snowsport, that that basically manage us and run us. Obviously, that's all funded by the national lottery players, which, you know, without them, we wouldn't have any money to do anything we're doing. We'd all be skin traveling around in a van, probably sleeping in the same bloody mattress or something like that, you know. Um, but without all those guys, like I wouldn't be here in the first place. Um, and and that can't be forgotten, you know, but at the same time, like there's, there, there's so much opportunity for people if they want to take it. And so if there's something that you like to do and it's something that you think you can, you can, you can do and you, and you have a passion for, then as long as you've got a passion for it, then you've got, you've got to try it. It'll either work or it won't, you know. And Paralympics GB, 13th in the table, medals table, six medals. Uh, yep. Still more to come maybe over the weekend, fingers crossed. To be frank, I, because we've been really, really busy doing what we've been doing, I don't quite know where we are in terms of the rest of the schedule for the rest of the week. Like we've had one day, we've had one day off since we've got here. We had, a, I think, well, I lie. We had a cup, sort of day and a half off when we first got here to get over jet lag. And then we started doing some riding on the snow. Then we had official training, etc. We had a snowboard cross uh, race, which obviously didn't quite go my way, but I'm, I'm you know, is what it is. Um, 
And so we've gone and watched some of the other races and we've gone and supported some of the other athletes because, you know, we're, we're all one big family. But at the same time, I don't actually know how many more races there is to go, but I'll know after today. Um, I hope so. You know, I know how much these guys work all in, in, in all the other disciplines. Um, and just because they're not in my discipline doesn't mean to say that they're not doing what they need to do. Um, and I think it's very easy for people to forget that, there's massive achievements that have been made both in Olympic and Paralympic sports for, for Great Britain through this winter, you know, like, yeah, we might not have had as many podiums as people want. And obviously generally it's podiums that people tend to go, you know, oh, that, that's amazing, but there's some really, really good stuff that's come out of all of this. And some guys have done like their, their best ever results in both Olympics and Paralympics, and it shouldn't be forgotten. You know, this whole thing is a process. Um, so as long as people can remember that, then they, you know, they can't be upset when they don't see us on a podium here and a podium there. And, you know, we're, we're not, we're not probably the most funded country. You've got some really big funded countries that are putting a lot of money into things. I know, for instance, where we're at now, have put a lot of money into making sure their athletes are doing as best as possible and they're doing well and, and fair play to them. Um, but the, the guys we've got at home, man, they, they, they work their asses off and they should be rewarded just in the same way that, you know, you guys are talking to me now. Ollie, congratulations. Well done. Thanks very much for talking to us. Cheers, man. Thank you very much. And heading into the last weekend of the Games, Paralympics GB have now won six medals and lie 13th in the medal table. And download our weekly Anything But Footy podcast for all the latest Olympic and Paralympic news, interviews and conversations. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts. Just search Anything But Footy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.